1: Everybody, welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, smileyesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Mace, how are you?
2: I'm all right. Did you play golf today?
1: No. I did not.
2: This seems like a golf day.
1: Yeah, problem is there's snow on the ground. Still? Yeah, on the course, yeah. On most courses so i So the say courses this, are
3: still cool. Just an extra hazard? Yeah. I
1: played with, with snow.
3: Yeah, it's like a sand trap or water. Except is what it's, it is. You know, it's a little ch- more challenging.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mandy and I wanted to play this weekend, and we thought we'd have really good weather. Everything looked great until snow was in the forecast on Friday.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Then we decided to book a trip to
2: Austin, Texas, to play thirty-six holes. And the weather down there is looking a lot nice.
1: Uh, it's going to be about fifty-five on Saturday, which is an ideal. But then about seventy on Sunday, so we'll play right before the game.
2: What's wrong with fifty-five? You put a sweater on if it's a oh no, if it's a sunny day, go about your
1: business. Yeah, I won't need a sweater. I'm just saying it would be nicer if it was a little warmer, but it's, it's 55 is not
2: cold yeah. by any means. So what do you play golf in when it's 55 degrees? Because that seems like sweater or sweatshirt type weather.
1: No, I mean, I'll certainly wear shorts out there. Um, and fit in 55 degree weather. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, especially if the sun's out. Specifically here, I mean, I'll wear wow. pair, I'll wear a pair of golf slacks if necessary, mm-hmm. but then I'll probably like wear a shirt like I'm wearing right now. Okay. Or uh, you know, on Sunday I'll certainly wear a golf shirt for sure. So interesting. We got a lot to get to. Yes. Let's Time to for the lead.
0: The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park.
1: NBA trade deadline is come and gone. No moves for the Nuggets, but there was a blockbuster deal today between the Sixers and the Nets. Nets have traded James Harden, his second move uh, in just over a year. You know he wanted a, he was barking as loudly as he could to get out of Houston. And then he got out of Houston, got to team up with a couple of his pals and Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then he started barking because, you know, Durant wasn't healthy enough for him. And Kyrie is having some COVID issues because he won't get vaccined. So now he's been traded to the Sixers to pair up with Joel Embiid. Nets get Ben Simmons, who hasn't played all season, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a pair of first round draft picks. We'll get to that move a little bit later on in the segment. But first, Mike Malone said this. About the trade deadline today, we're not in a situation where we feel we need to make a move. We understand that this year, without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., it is different than most. Okay. What do you think Malone means by it's different than most, and do you think maybe he means Connolly is willing to take a pass on this season? That's why he didn't make any deals, as he waits for a fully healthy Murray and MPJ for next season.
2: Ding, ding, ding. That's what it is. Yeah. I think they well it sounds like they're waving the white flag then. Yeah. I mean they'll play and they'll they, play they'll as hard as
1: they can. And like but they're not equipped to win a title with this roster.
2: Unless you have something like last year where the Suns make a run because injuries happen to everybody else that was in their way until they reach the NBA Finals. But there's a difference. But the only the only way that the only way that that helps the Nuggets is injuries for everybody else. And Jamal Murray is close to 100% when he gets right. back. It's going to take some time for him to, to step in. Look, this isn't to say the Nuggets are going to miss the playoffs. It's not even to say that the Nuggets might not advance in the playoffs. would not at all surprise me if if that team, when they get Jamal Murray back, is good enough to win a 3-6 a series against Memphis.
1: Okay, is it a disappointing season if Murray comes back and they don't advance out of the first round? Now, granted, a lot yeah. of it has to do with matchups.
2: Slightly disappointing, but nothing to where you're saying, let's blow it up. Okay. Well, is it a disappointment
1: if they get knocked out in the opening round with just Jokic?
2: No. At that point, because we we know what that one-man team is at this point. Yeah. That one-man team is, is, is good enough to be a back-end seed. Right. It's a, you know, to, to put it in the parlance that we often refer to, talking about the... The Chicago Bulls of the '80s and '90s—they're basically early Jordan Bulls.
1: Right. I mean, if you're going to make a trade, you're making a minor trade anyway. No one is touching MPJ at this point, especially because of the contract and obviously because of his injury. Why would
2: you sell low on anybody? No, you wouldn't. That's what—that's what I mean. That's there's there's no you wouldn't sell him now because you'd be you wouldn't be getting back anything close to value.
1: I, I don't think that you could get any value. I think you'd get zero value. I don't think you get a bag of balls for Michael Porter Jr. right now. You could give him away, and I don't know if teams would take him because then they're stuck with that contract. Right? Yeah. So
2: That's what I mean. You're a bag of balls. Yeah, well, uh, that's, I, what, I well, that's, that's what I mean. You don't sell low. You sell, don't, you sell so it, high. You
1: don't sell low. It's not even about selling low is my point. You could try and give him away, and nobody would take him. Right, that's not selling low. That's because, that's because that's giving it, Because, because he has low value, like I said. He has no value. You val- don't sell low. He doesn't have low value. He has no value because of the contract. He has no value, zero. I he has low value. I wouldn't say you no think value. you think someone's going to take on a deal for a hundred and twenty plus million. They wouldn't
2: give you. They would not give you much. But if they believe enough in his talent, you, you don't. You're, ha- you're going
1: to wait. Hold
2: yeah. on, uh, because yeah. I want to get to. This. I'm saying so that there's probably there are 29 other teams in the NBA. Yeah. If you did shop him and say we have to get rid of this, somebody would eventually say yes, but you would not be getting very much for. You'd be basically getting about a, maybe a second round pick. There's there's no that, and that's why you wouldn't possibly make the deal because you would you you'd be getting back not even a penny on a dollar.
1: You're not getting a third round pick, and there aren't three rounds
2: in the. I'm NBA, aware of how
1: long the NBA draft is. Cap- Okay, remember, you're saying to a team, we want you to eat $172 million guaranteed. No one's doing that for a third-round pick, which doesn't exist. If they believe that he can be a star. then those... The Nuggets believe he can be a star,
2: but he's coming off another surgery. But, that, but that's my point. Like someone might believe he could be a star, st- but they wouldn't give up. Very, but they would give up very little for him. No. I'm just saying. You say no value. I say he has low value. We're basically splitting hairs here. Well, I, I think
1: we are, and I'm not looking to get into an argument. What I'm saying to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it again. That I suppose we should just move on.
2: I heard you the first two times.
1: When you have a salary cap in the NBA. You are not willing to pay for a max deal for a guy who, A, still isn't proven, and B, just came off of surgery. You are absolutely crushing your cap for something completely unproven coming off of surgery. You wouldn't get a bag of balls. I know there are a lot of dumb GMs out there that make stupid moves. But honestly, I don't think anyone's even dumb enough to do this. They would kill their salary cap. If this guy doesn't, return I look.
2: I'm, I agree. I don't think it'd be a good deal. I'm saying that there would be if you if you shopped him and said we will take anything, no matter how low you might you would have gotten somebody to give you almost to give you next to nothing for the deal.
1: I don't think you'd even get nothing. No. You'd have no. to somehow some, eat some a, of that. deal. A team that says, "Oh well, well, we'll
2: we'll take the chance on him being a being
1: a star." You, so you would max? You would take a max deal.
2: I'm not saying I would. I'm saying somebody. would. You think would. somebody would take a max deal? You just said it, there are that for that much money. There are there are dumb general managers out there, Danny. Yes.
1: You would you would you take if Danny's I? Danny's
2: not a dumb general manager though.
1: No, I. Well, okay, I, I agree, but but he follows basketball.
3: It remains to be seen.
1: Would you take on a contract like that under any circumstances? No. Right. I don't think there are GMs dumb enough to do that. And
3: especially not with the injury concerns. No, I don't think there yeah. I really there are a lot of I'm, dumb
1: GMs. I don't think anyone's dumb enough to even do that. I mean, not, I
3: think I think you're kind of picking on, on me here for
2: just for saying It's that. the salary. Yeah. yeah i I'm a, I know the what the it's salary the is. The I know he's got a max contract. Yeah. And I know you'd get you'd get up not even a penny on the dollar. It's not about it. what
1: you would get. It's not about it's not about what the nuggets receive. It's what the other team is receiving. A huge contract for a guy who has star potential. Nets Sixers trade. Who got the better end of the deal? I think they both won. I do too. It's is- very rarely do both sides win. For the Sixers, they certainly win this year. For the Nets, looking at their roster, um,
2: they they fill all the slots. that, and they got assets too. I mean, they got they got draft. Even though it's going to be late first round assets, they got draft assets. They got. They really, I think this is an addition by subtraction trade for them, to some to some degree. Somebody when you get rid of somebody who clearly doesn't doesn't want to be there, and even though Ben Simmons is an offensive void, he does that. There are ways in which he can help you, specifically help a team that's already built around built around Kevin Durant. This would it would it surprise you at all if? they met in the conference semifinals or the conference finals? No, not one bit. I mean that it would take it would take Milwaukee losing at some point. Right. But we might get a very good idea as to the early returns on this trade when we get to the when we get to the springtime. And the fact if both team if both teams are facing each other in the conference, let's say it's a conference finals, Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. Nets s- Sixers. Yep. You, can legit- you can you can pardon me, legitimately say both teams would have won this trade, I mean, this is I, the the thing is with Harden, he wears out his welcome wherever he goes.
1: Oh yeah, he's always complaining.
2: Yeah, he never
1: has enough. For a guy who claims to be as good as he is, he never has enough talent around. Well, him. that's
2: that's the interesting thing. He's always he's
1: Michael always, Jordan. Didn't he's always early on in his career. He's always
2: got another All Star with him right. or two. Right. Like and, and I'm not just talking about all, fringe all star. I'm talking about a guy who's like a top ten, top fifteen player. Right. Now he's got now he's got Embiid. Before he had before he had Durant. It is fair to say to wonder though, if this would have happened if Kyrie Irving had been vaccinated. Probably not. I agree. That's it. He, Looking at the Sixers yeah.
1: roster, they didn't have to trade Tobias Harris. Yeah. they didn't have to trade Tyre- Tyrese Maxey. So now you have. Maxie at a point guard position who still scores 17 points a game. You have Tobias Harris as a really good power forward. Harden mm-hmm. is your shooting guard, and Embiid is a center. Yeah, that's a pretty good starting lineup. And oh, by the way, Seth Curry coming off the bench.
2: Not, no, I'm sorry, he went to the. Nuts. Yeah, he went to the Nets. My bad. I mean that's not that's not a bad depth piece for the Nets to get. I think but no I, th- I think both actually both do, teams are better tonight than they were
1: this morning. Do you know Seth Curry is a forty percent three point shooter and Harden's only thirty two, thirty three
2: percent? Yes, I mean he just he's he's not as dynamic of a player, but he's had he's had that stroke going all the way back to when he was right at Liberty University. Yeah. Right. That's that's something he's always had. Maybe somebody else will
1: come out of Liberty to Denver. Ooh.
2: I see where you went there, but he's not on the docket today.
1: What do you mean he's not on the
2: back? Malik Willis. He's not on the show rundown today. Well, we'll be talking plenty about (laughs) him, I'm sure. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to take
1: another glance at the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a big game on Sunday. We're going to talk about an X factor for each team in order to win the Super Bowl. And which one of these teams, if they win, is lined up to go back-to-back better than the other one? That's next.
0: Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Are you going to play California Girls tomorrow? I can if you want. Well, I mean, are we, is this our 0 to California and LA?
3: It was in that vein yeah you
1: got got la woman lined up from the doors how about california love
3: yeah i can definitely do that one because uh dr dre will be at the halftime show i would be surprised if they didn't get the tupac hologram out there for that one
2: all right hotel california there you go i mean there's so many so many directions we can go with this here welcome back afternoon drive
1: goodman mason watch us milehighsports.com you can reach us Rocky Mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public go to rmfp.com in the meantime i want to tell you about my friend dan mckenzie at mckenzie law i did my estate plan with him my living will With him, there are a lot of uh, state attorneys out there that can do your will, do your living will. I talked to a couple. I felt the most comfortable with Dan. I had a lot of questions to ask. He was totally patient with me. He asked me questions. And and once the whole thing was put together, I felt so good about it because I know the courts are not going to be taking care of my financial wishes. A doctor is not going to be taking care of my wish when it comes to... You know my living will as well and you really want to find the right person the person you feel comfortable with i felt so comfortable working with dan i can promise you you will too and by the way when i say estate plan it doesn't mean you need to have a lot of money if you have anything any assets whatsoever you don't want the courts deciding for you you want to decide for yourself work with my friend dan mckenzie at mckenzie law go to the mckenzie that's the mckenzie
0: time now for the buzz The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, Mace, let's talk about the Super
1: Bowl on Sunday. We'll get more in-depth tomorrow. Who has the better game, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? And you can make the case. These are the top two wide receivers in football.
2: You can, and they get there in completely different directions. I think Cooper Cup's gonna have the better game, though.
1: Why? Why? You tell, share with the class. Yeah, uh, what? Well, you can't just give an answer and not not give a reason why. Well,
2: he, the the reason why is just how I think the game is going to go. I think you'll see Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase quite a bit. So you think he'll be pulled out of the slot. I agree. Yeah, and I, but but that's where Ramsey has played most of his football this year right, in the but slot. I, but they're gonna, I think they're going to want to get him on Jamar Chase. I agree. More, more often in this game. That being said, Joe Burrow is very quick to turn to his other options. Mm-hmm. He trusts Tyler Boyd. He trusts T. Higgins. And if the Rams concede Boyd or Higgins, then they'll end up having bigger numbers. And that's why you sometimes look at the Bengals from game to game and see – and see Chase second or third on the team in receptions is because he'll go through his progressions. He trusts his other guys. It's not that Matthew Stafford doesn't trust Cooper Cup, but Cup being more being more of a of a route of a route runner than Jamar Chase. I think Cup is more difficult to defend. And also the Bengals aren't while they're deep at cornerback, they don't have the C B one the way the Rams do. So I think Cup will have I think Cup will have the better game. They'll both have good games, but I think Cup will have the better game. I think Cup will have more
1: catches, and I think he'll have more yards. We talk about wide receiver being a dependent position, and usually when you say dependent, you mean on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, not only will Chase be dependent on his quarterback, Joe Burrow, he's going to be dependent on his interior line to give Burrow the time to throw. Because Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and Floyd are going to be going up against an offensive line that has been nothing short of marginal this year, and I'm being kind when I say marginal. Give me an X factor for each team, something you wouldn't expect that could come out of nowhere, like Timmy Smith in the Super Bowl for Washington came out of nowhere. Give me something that somebody or a group of people could do that can make a huge difference in this game. You want to start with the Rams you want to start with the Bengals?
2: I was starting actually with just a phase of the game. Special team specifically place kicking. Okay. Evan McPherson comes in hotter than hotter than any kicker we've seen at this point in a long time. I have a new name. And he's got for strong him. and he's got a strong leg. Matt Gay was short on a sub fifty yard field goal against Tampa Bay. Right. And this is one where if both teams, if their defenses can stiffen in scoring range, red zone, or even a little bit outside the red zone, and force the each other to settle for field goals, that's a Bengal advantage.
1: By the way, shame on somebody in Cincinnati. Why? That has not capitalized or monetized on what I'm about to say. The nickname that you believe Evan McPherson should have? Yes. Yeah. Evan No-Fearsome. If you haven't capitalized on that yet, Bengals fans, who day whatever you want to call yourself, Skyline Chili lovers, if you haven't made a T-shirt or a hat on that yet,
2: shame on you. Shame on you. Maybe they've got enough going on with the Who Day and the the, the Chili. You know what? For
1: as great of a story as Joe Burrow is, when you hear the story that McPherson said, um, I think it was, what, in the Titans game, when he said to one of his teammates... Before he had the game-winning kick and said, well, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. It's Evan no-fearsome. Yeah. Please. So I'll give you an X, X factor for both teams. Okay. Number one, and we'll start with the Bengals. If their interior line plays well, then all bets are off. Because I think a lot of people expect, including me, for Aaron Donald, Floyd, and Von Miller to have very good games. I think that's why when you look at Aaron Donald in terms of odds for the MVP, he's like fifth on the list. Yeah. Because people expect him to go to town on that interior line. But I'll give you a guy for the Rams that if he plays well, it could be a very long day for the Bengals. And that's Cam Akers, who hasn't played a lot this season. Um, He's starting to play more in the playoffs. But if this guy rushes, If this guy touches the ball more than 20 times or if he rushes for over 80 yards, I have very little doubt the Rams win this game.
2: Well, it's a chicken and an egg thing. He might touch the ball that many times. No, running
1: the ball, not catching.
2: No. Running the ball. No, if he touches the ball that much, running the football, it's probably because the Rams got an early lead and they're protecting it.
1: No matter how they get there. No matter how they get there. Cam, Cam Akers has been... Because of injury, hasn't been really available this year. They've relied on Sony Michelle,
2: right? But the thing is, like with with the running game, you know, there's that there's the, all the stats that go back through history about oh, if you run X number of times, you're going to win, or if you run, you know, usually that's because you're you're out in front and you're running to chew clock and protect them. They
1: league. are a passing team, is my point. If the Broncos run the ball 20 times, no one should be surprised. Right, but it's... The if they, Rams are not a running team. Cam Akers has barely been part of this offense. That's why I'm calling him an X-factor.
2: But he's not so much an X-factor as he is taking advantage of the fact that the Ra- that probably the passing game got the Rams in front, and then they were able to then play, me, a ga- play a game. So Then let me amend it. Yeah. He wouldn't be the call he wouldn't be the call uh, the cause of them being in front. If they are, He'd be the cause of them clinching the game. If they are if they are mixing up their play calling.
1: Two passes, a run, a run, a pass, another run. If McVay works him in early and he's effective, you can get to 20 carries that way too. I'm not talking about trying to run off the clock. I'm talking about first Second quarter, he's a big part of this offense, and he's carrying the ball, and he's gobbling up yards, and it's freeing up Stafford in order to have more time. He is the X factor in the first half. I'm not talking about building up a 21-3 to lead. And See, by the way, we yeah. know what happens when you build up a 21-3 to lead on the Bengals.
2: Yeah, and you go back through the games that he's played. Of course, he only came back late in the, late That's in the season. That's my point the game he had 20-plus carries mm-hmm. against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they were up by three seconds. I'm not referring they were, to that. Well, no, I'm but s- that's probably how he... My point is, if he gets to 20 carries, he gets there because they were out in front and they were playing shooting. I'm clock.
1: saying he's an X-factor if he carries mm-hmm. the ball early. Are we clear and on the same page? Can I spell it out any more for you? I'm not talking about at the end of the game. I'm saying at the beginning of the game, it's a run pass. I, I
2: get what you're saying. There we go. I get that what, makes I get, him an act. No, an act but factor. I get what you're saying, but you said 20 carries, and I'm pointing out that it's most likely he gets 20 carries because the team is in And front. I said
1: I yeah. amended it, yeah. and then you kept going on it. Oh. With that, what does it say about both these teams? That they're in the Super Bowl and they came out of the toughest divisions in their conference. Usually,
2: if you have tough divisions, you get tenderized a little bit, right? Right. You know, some say, oh, it's good to be battle tested. But more often, it seems like we see teams that are in tough divisions and they come into the postseason battered. Right. Now, I think maybe something to consider here. We're in a different era of playoff football now that there's only one team in each conference who gets the bye. And in the last two years, we have, we have seen the Buccaneers be a second-place team and go all the way to the Super Bowl. The Rams win their division, but I believe they were what? The, they were the four seat, the, the four seed, I believe? The who? The Rams. This year, yeah, yeah. fourth or fifth, yeah, and the and the Bengals were the third seed, I believe. Yeah, so that's now three out of four Super Bowl teams since the playoffs got expanded to fourteen teams that have come from three a three seed or lower to be in the Super Bowl, which maybe tells me that in this environment going forward, where only the top team gets a buy perhaps it will be more important to be battle-tested since there's only going to be the one team going in in each conference that's going to come in rested with a bye.
1: Well, here, I'll I'll take your theory and spin it another way. This year, the two top seeds came from piss-ass weak divisions. That's why they got the top seed. Not because they're not good teams, not because they didn't deserve it, They just happen to get six games against teams that weren't very good. So, what what does it say to me that they're battle-tested? Great. Uh, What does it say to me that they're tenderized? Understand that. But maybe the teams getting the top seeds are in weak divisions. Well, the Patriots always seem to have the top seed, didn't they? But then again, who'd they play? A bad Miami team, a bad Jets team, and a bad Buffalo team. You tend to get the number one seed, when you play in a bad division. But the point it is, doesn't but the, mean you're the best team,
2: though. Yeah, but the point is now, I think, that, that you've only got the one the one team getting the bye rather than two teams. I think it's exacerbated a little bit.
1: All right, one more thing before we uh, move on
2: to the Avs, actually.
1: Would you rather be in a win-now mode, like the Rams, where they have sold their soul and draft picks, to win a Super Bowl with veterans? Okay? Would you rather be in a win-now mode like the Rams And win the Super Bowl this year, knowing that you might be gutted next year. Or would you rather be a Bengals team and lose on Sunday, knowing you have a young, stocked, talented roster, barring injuries for the next five to seven years?
2: How'd that work out for Miami back in the 80s?
1: They weren't stocked. They had Dan Marino.
2: And they had? Mark Clayton and Mark
1: Duper. Who were good wide yeah. receivers, nothing. They had a great. Hall of
2: Fame center and Dwight Stevenson. I right? no, I
1: understand that. But yeah. but Mark but the, but the Marks brothers the yeah. Marks brothers were not even close right. and the, to being as good as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Well
2: that's because that that they were in that era they were relative to their era. The other thing is also they had a Hall of Fame coach. And with all that, Miami still couldn't get back. There's it's one of those. It's it's the bird in the hand, two in the bush, right? I'll take I'll take the ring any day. Take the title, right? Because you don't the A look. How much have we talked about over the last few weeks? How stacked the AFC is, right? It's it's, it's gonna be, be tough to get back. It's gonna be a minefield. There's, I mean, the Bengals could be really good for the next several years and never get back. Yeah, I'll, I'll,
1: I'm gonna put it another way. Danny, I'll ask you, because you're the Broncos fan amongst us, in theory. Would you rather do what the Broncos have done, win a Super Bowl in 2015, miss the playoffs for, what is it, six consecutive years or seven now? Six. I'm losing count.
2: Six consecutive years, five consecutive losing seasons. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have that
1: or the Broncos don't make it to the Super Bowl in 2015? Okay, And the Broncos are a 9-10 win team and they make the playoffs every single year. All that matters is championships. There you go. So, you would pick the Rams. Mace, you would pick the Rams.
2: All, all and I too. would
1: pick the Rams.
2: The funny thing but is... But there's more to look yeah. forward to if you're
1: a Bengals fan. There
2: is. And, and the truth is, Bengals fans might have a lot more fun in for the next decade In or early so.
1: January. In early but January. But
2: ultimately, you get very frustrated when that happens year after year after year. And... You can have all the regular season success piled to the ceiling, right? And nobody remembers that. It's all. I mean, Dan Marino is remembered for being a prolific passer and not winning the big one, right? Well, I mean, take the Bengals. Like, if the Bengals lose this one and then are really good, but don't go to the playoffs, or but don't, but don't get to, the, don't win the Super Bowl. Congratulations you're basically the San Diego Chargers of the Philip Rivers era. Right. Always competitive, often in the playoffs, but you didn't have the big ring.
1: What do you think Broncos fans would say about this? Was the Mike Shanahan era really good after he won the Super Bowl? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. About a 6. About a 6. What do you think most Broncos fans would say? About a 6? Oh, I'd say that I'd say it's probably higher than that. Not an 8, but probably a 7. They literally won one playoff exactly, game exactly, but in all ten years. I agree, and that's my point. And that's my point exactly. But they made the playoffs all the time. They were competitive. You always had something to look forward to. Yet they won a single playoff. They actually
2: game. only made the playoffs, I think, four times after winning the Super Bowl.
1: Was it only four times?
2: I know in the final three. Two thousand three, four, five. Yeah, four out of think about that. Four out of ten times they had a couple of years. They were nine and seven, and so they missed wait, the playoffs.
1: That's a Hall of Fame coach. That goes
2: back to our the discussion so long, we've had so earlier. Quick, huh? We
1: gotta hit a break, quick.
2: Yesterday, does that, does that sound like a Hall of Fame coach?
1: That he had two great seasons, phenomenal seasons, Super Bowl winning seasons, and then after that,
2: what? So does that sound like a super? Does that sound like a Hall of Fame coach? It's Tom Flores' resume, and he has a bust in Canton. That's not what I
1: asked. You don't think Flores belongs in the Hall of Fame?
2: I think if he's in the Hall of Fame, Mike Shanahan. Not in my the point.
1: Do you think Flores belongs in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay, so if Flores is not in. You can't have that argument. Does Shanahan belong there? Quick,
2: got to hit a break. Perhaps because the legacy is leaving.
1: No, 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 stop that. All right, big game tonight, Lightning, Avalanche. Are we looking at a preview of the Stanley Cup Finals? That's next.
0: With Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk here's Eric and Andrew
1: Welcome back Afternoon Drive Goodman Mason watch us at mylisports.com you can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public go to rmfp.com time now for what's trending
0: What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Big hockey game tonight at Ball Arena. The two-time
1: defending champs, Tampa Bay Lightning taking on... The Avs, the favorite, at least according to Vegas, to win the title this year. The Avs beat the Lightning earlier this season in a shootout. The final score was 4-3. to Nathan McKinnon had a goal, a couple of assists. He will not play tonight. Meanwhile, the Lightning have played the majority of the season without Nikita Kucherov. Won the Hart Trophy in 2019. Expected to have him back tonight. Tampa, pretty close to being full strength for the game tonight. We know the Avs have been on a tear. Would a win tonight say anything to you
2: it would be a statement of intention i think especially to do to do it without mckinnon I mean, if cuz yeah that, that's and that's the key thing here now, the lightning are as close to full strength as they've been all season they right. you know they played without Kucherov for all but five games they played without andre vasilevsky for a little bit actually a reason why they're second in in the eastern conference rather than first is because for about a week they were down to basically their fourth goalie because of injuries and and COVID, and you've got a couple of really really unsightly games there that they have where they're giving up eight nine goals because, as a result of that. Um, winning tonight without McKinnon, yeah, it's at home, but winning tonight without McKinnon and with and with the Lightning being basically the t- for all intents and purposes the team that was at full strength to win the last two Stanley Cups. If there was any doubt that the Avalanche are a huge favorite to win the Stanley Cup, they would, I think, erase that tonight with a win.
1: I think this game means nothing. It's a different atmosphere in the playoffs. Tampa is battle tested. Their stars, generally speaking, are still with the team. And a lot of people like to bring up this comparison that it's like rungs on a ladder, And eventually, you got to climb that ladder to win a title. And when you talk about a team that had to do that, that's the Detroit Pistons of the 1980s. Let me tell you the ladder they had to climb. Um, In 84-85 season, I'll I'll start 85-86 season. They lost in the first round. Then the following year, lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Then the following year, they lost in the NBA Finals. Then they became two-time world champs. The Avalanche haven't even gotten out of the second round. I'm not suggesting that they can't, and they can't win this entire thing, but they're hoping to jump up rungs of the ladder against a team that knows what it feels like to play in a Game 7 in more important games than just advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Not to mention, it's all about goaltending. I don't care if Kemper pitches a shutout tonight
2: doesn't mean he can be the, the answer in the playoffs.
1: I don't even know if he'll be healthy going into that's the playoffs. The,
2: and, and the one thing, the thing that the Lightning... I'm ha- not suggesting yeah. he's
1: hurt. Yeah. I'm saying you just never know. Well, the thing go-teller.
2: is, he he's, he's a solid goaltender. You hope that because of what he showed in the playoffs, particularly that bubble series against the Avs, when he used the cliche that we looked up, he stood on his head and kept the Coyotes in it. You hope that's what you're getting in the postseason. But the first thing is you have to stay healthy. Whereas the, the other team in the other team, a the Lightning, you could say at times pacing themselves a little bit this season. It's not a team that they showed even last year in the first round against the Panthers. It's not a team that has to have home ice advantage to be in good shape in, in a series against a tough opponent. And for everything that they might go through injury wise with Kuk- with Kucherov up front. They've got a goalie who, in terms of accomplishment, before the age of twenty-seven, which he turned uh, late last summer after the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. They have a goalie who is basically on a Brodeur-Wa trajectory, correct? And Andre Vasilevsky, Mm -hmm. and even and even as they end up probably having to steadily lose players for cap purposes. This is a team that's probably going to be in the conversation year after year after year as long as they keep him in net. Let and me, that's
1: that's the card they have on everybody. Let me let me sum it up more briefly. Can, they, the Avalanche hope Kemper can be that guy in the playoffs. Tampa Bay knows yes. they have that guy. They know he's showing up for the playoffs. Not to say that Kemper is not they know he they know vasilevsky is so battle tested they are not worried about him one bit what do we have coming up a mountain high appliance just in case you missed it
3: the nfl honors tonight in los angeles and uh, a lot of awards being given out some of them are maybe uh, pretty set in stone already but a couple of them could be pretty close and uh, we'll get your guys take on those awards on the other side right here on afternoon drive with goodman and mason on Mile High Sports.
1: At Mace, Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final
0: word. The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open
3: in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the NFL Honors will be live tonight on ABC, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, hosted by Keegan-Michael Key at YouTube Theater in L.A. So they'll be giving out all of the uh, big NFL awards. So let's run through some of these and see... Who you guys think will win each award? MVP. You can argue for Tom Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers
2: is going to win it. Rodgers will win it, but I, I'd vote for Brady.
3: Offensive player of the year. Cooper Cup.
2: Yeah, it's. they might as well call this the non-quarterback of yeah, the year it's a shame. on offense it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous it's gotten that Cup was the best
1: player in football Kup, th- in, in the football this year you
2: could argue and that's why I want MVP to eventually just move away from being quarterback centric I'd like to say quarterback of the year and an MVP but Kup, I think cup wins it
3: defensive player of the
1: year um I would give it to Micah Parsons or his teammates uh, and I can't uh, for some reason his name is Trayvon playing. Diggs. He Trayvon was the Diggs. favorite
3: early in the year for sure. Yeah. Yep. yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons was unbelievable, but Trayvon Diggs with all those picks, it's hard to ignore that stat. Trayvon
2: Diggs, although you can a, give Taren Donald. Every there's year, a by great. The way. There's actually a. There's a great case to be made though for T.J. Watt, 22 yep. and a half sacks. I think Watt's yep. going to win it. He'll win
3: it. I, I forgot about him. And uh, Micah Parsons probably. Gonna get defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he would get both. But mm-hmm. who would
1: you rather have on your team right now, Parsons or T.J. Watt? If if he could stay out of trouble, he hasn't been in trouble in right. the NFL. We have talked about what kind of human being he is. But take that take that out of the equation. Who would you rather have right now, for next season
3: only? T.J. Watt. I think I'd take Parsons. I wanted the Broncos to draft him anyway. I take Parsons. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase. Yeah. That's I think it. that's, a, I that's think, a slam dunk. I think he yeah.
2: clinched that about three games into the season, yeah, it felt that's like. That's a slam
3: dunk. Yeah. Here's one where there might be conversation. Uh, comeback player of the year. While well, there are two guys that you can make a case for,
1: when do they do the voting for this? Right it's, after the it's season, regular
3: season. Right after yeah. regular season. Well,
1: if the voting was done today, it would be Joe Burrow Without for sure. A doubt. Mm-hmm. You can make a case for Dak Prescott, but I would still vote for Joe Burrow because you can make the case, at least statistically, he was a top five quarterback in the league this year.
2: Dak Prescott may end up winning it because of the timing of the vote, but Joe Burrow should win this. He was a better quarterback right. than Dak Prescott. Period. I mean, Dak Prescott is. He's a very good quarterback. Yep. He is a he is a tier two quarterback. We can say right now, I think with certainty, right that Joe Burrow is a tier one elite quarterback. So why would Dak today? Pre- Why would Dak Prescott even have a chance? Right, because they both both came back from injuries, and Joe Burrow was better. Right, but yeah. Dak Prescott plays for the Cowboys. and yeah, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I heard, there's yeah. a great
1: joke running around
2: <laughs> where the last
1: two years the Super Bowl. Has been played with a with a team that would be a home team. Mm-hmm. You know how you guarantee that to never happen again?
2: Always play it in L. A. Always played in Dallas. Oh, hey, now even better. But I think you guarantee that in L. A. Too. Why the, the Rams are there? Yeah, Bengal. Oh, because well, I'm saying Bengal fans are going to probably take over the place. That's not what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm
1: saying is, is that the Rams are in it, yeah. and and that's why in theory they have home field. Because the Cowboys haven't
2: got. Yeah, I, I get right. the joke. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad you do, but I missed. I missed it because I was thinking more about the fact that the Bengals will probably have more fans in the stands on Sunday.
3: Yeah. Possibly mm. the most wide open one of these awards: the Coach of the Year.
2: Mm. Oh, um. I got it. You know what? I gotta go. Uh, even though I think, if you took the vote today, I think Zach Taylor would win. If you took the vote right after the season, I think Mike Vrabel because the Titans got a number one seed. Without Derrick Henry for much right. of the year, right. I think he would have won. It's interesting because Cliff Kingsbury, about midway through the season, you thought he was going to get this right. Yep. And then, the, then the Cardinals faded. Titans get the number one seed. Looks like Vrabel's going to get it. And again, if the voting were this week, I think Zach Taylor would win. But the timing of the voting, it'll be Vrabel.
1: Yeah, I'd have to go with. I'd have to go with Vrabel as well. Yeah.
3: Just in case you missed it, MLB lockout negotiations continue, but Rob Manfred made some announcements today about new uh, rules in the MLB. They will be moving to a universal DH system, as well as implementing a draft lottery to curb tanking and uh, the lack of competitiveness that some of the teams at the bottom are using to try to get better picks. Your thoughts on these uh, changes for the future years in baseball?
1: Changes the game tremendously, having a DH in the National League. I'm not saying managers like it or don't like it, but there's a lot of strategy that is involved. Mm -hmm. You know, when to pull a pitcher, so on and so forth. What does it mean? More offense. And you know what? For the casual fan, that's a good thing.
2: Oh, this is a result of the pandemic season 2020. It was only 60 games, but... I as a lifelong fan of an NL team and I think we know this around here uh, with the Rockies being in the NL I-, I found that I didn't miss the picture at bats all that much and it seemed and it seemed like that was enough for most of the hardliners to accept it and the other thing like you go through levels of baseball, high school college the DH is everywhere Major League Baseball was basically the outlier at this point in terms of letting pictures bat. We're going to lose something in strategy, but it, But then you don't have that uh, that kind of big sucking sound uh, with the ninth spot that is often the case with, uh, with pitchers batting. And that makes Kendall Graveman perpetually the answer to a trivia question. Kendall Graveman, the last pitcher to bat in a major league game. Of course, in Game 5 of the World Series last year in Atlanta, played... Uh, played without a DH. That was that game five of the World Series last year will be the last game played without a DH.
1: And now now that uh, rule is going into the grave, man.
2: That's pretty good. That's, are we calling, you know Very what? Very appropriate use I, of the rim shot. I'm calling that a dad joke and not a bad joke, even though we know the line is thin between the two. Hashtag dad joke. Yes.
1: That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention, uh, their sales staff is, is so good. And when you make a purchase like this, and let's face it, it's not like you're going to buy a refrigerator for 50 bucks. It's a big decision. Work with people who can help you get what you want. They can help you redesign an entire kitchen. They can also get you something to fit your budget. If you want to work with the best, best out there, Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can we'll also find their clearance center in denver coming up after the break you talked about postseason awards being announced tonight same with the hall of fame class who should go in maximum of five modern era guys can go in who do you think who do we think that's next